Recording in progress. everybody. I'm going to wait for a few people to hop on and then we will get started. I want to keep this short, less than 30 minutes. Um, I know we all have busy lives, um, but we are going to be talking about why we have cravings today. Um, I know a lot of people have been talking about this being a major issue and I'm going to explain exactly why this is an issue, exactly what happens when you're craving certain things. Um, and then just kind of how to be prepared for when you have those cravings um, or just how to not have cravings at all. So I'll explain all of that. Um, so while you guys are hopping on, I'm just gonna go ahead and get started um, because this is recording and we have the free version of Zoom. So we only <laughs> are allowed to have like, I think 40 minutes for this anyway. So um, I'm just going to start talking about why we have cravings. So. A lot of us will, you'll notice that you typically will have cravings at the end of the day or in the afternoons. Um, that happens from what we've been focusing on this whole week, which is starting the day with success. So I know a lot of people like to try fasting. Um, so where you might not eat until maybe noon and you have your first meal at noon. Um, if this is if that's a new phenomenon for you and you're trying fasting because you're trying to limit your eating window, um, that's a cool concept. But if you, first of all, like don't have your nutrition dialed in already and you're trying fasting, it is not a good idea. Um, the reason for that is because if you, let's say, first of all, just skip breakfast. Um, if you're skipping breakfast, you're setting your blood sugar to already be a roller coaster throughout the day. So blood sugar is something that we're going to talk about. And um, it, it literally drives your entire engine the entire day um, for either success or for failure. So we have to get our blood sugar levels on the right path the moment you get started with your day. So what that looks like is I'm just going to kind of read an excerpt from one of my favorite all-time books. Um, if you have not read this book, it is, I like am blown away by every single chapter. It is called Undoctored by Dr. William Davis. Um, and as you can see, I, I have like so many notes and highlights in this book, but um, one of the chapters talks all about blood sugar and its effect on insulin. And this is an important concept to understand if you are trying to lose weight, if you are trying to gain weight, if you're trying to maintain insulin is an extremely important driving factor in how hungry you are your cravings, if you are recovering from workouts, if you have inflammation in your body, um, maybe you feel like you're, you're working out every day and you're not getting any results, it 100% stems from your nutrition. So if you're not recovering well, maybe you have aches and pains or things just feel like you are just getting wrecked by your workouts, that has everything to do with your nutrition, your sleep, your stress levels, all of that kind of stuff. 
So what we're gonna focus on mostly today is blood sugar. So I'm gonna read this excerpt and then we will discuss this. So the chapter is titled Sweet and Sour. So imagine a diet loaded with bowls of sugar, some added sugar on top, sugary drink on the side, then licking your fingers in anticipation of a dessert of sugar. Absurd, of course. Uh, this overload of sweet ends on a sour note. While Americans consume the equivalent of 300 loaves of bread each year, representing enormous exposure to a myelopectin A carbohydrate, which we'll talk about that another time, um, behaves like sugar or worse. They also consume 200 pounds of sugar. It is not uncommon for sugar alone to comprise a quarter of all calories taken in over the course of one day. Some of it out in the open, some of it hidden. It says some, most of it is hidden. To understand the adverse effects of sugar, sucrose, high fructose corn syrup, other fructose rich sweeteners, such as agave, honey, and maple syrup, we need to understand two phenomenon. One is insulin resistance, the other is glycation. I'm gonna use a lot of scientific terms, but bear with me. When blood sugar rises, insulin is released by the pancreas. Repeated over and over again, the cells of the body fail to respond to the insulin. They become insulin resistant. This leads to further rises in blood sugar and inflammatory responses. Failure to respond to normal appetite signals and growth of visceral deep abdominal fat. Ladies, gentlemen, if you are having fat in your abdomen, this is a sign of insulin resistance and too many carbohydrates. The cells of the body deprived of glucose for energy due to failure of insulin um, resort to fat and protein for energy, resulting in rises in blood triglycerides from fats released into the bloodstream along with loss of muscle. So if you feel like you are strength training every day, you are doing your exercises, you're drinking your water, you're doing so good with those things, but you still cannot lose the fat around your stomach, you're losing muscle mass. It's not always because you're not getting enough protein, which for most people is the case. It's because your blood sugar and your insulin are not balanced. Um, and this is a concept that is not explained to people and you need to understand this. So the essential first step that creates insulin resistance is therefore a rise in blood sugar. So any rise in blood sugar above fasting levels, which is 90 milligrams, will over time provoke insulin resistance. The higher the blood sugar and the more frequently it occurs, the more insulin resistance is provoked. Um, fructose, which is hidden in packaged foods, worsens the effect. Um, inflammation, gross of visceral fat, increased blood triglycerides and fatty acids and fatty liver disease. All powerful blockers of insulin that worsen insulin resistance. So this guy is a medical doctor. He has, um, he's actually a heart surgeon who got out of that field because he thought he was saving people's lives by saving them after they've had a heart attack. And he's like, the reason people are having heart attacks is because they can't balance their blood sugars and they're having insulin resistance problems. So he's like, let me just get to the root cause. I'm gonna get on the other side of this. So he says the conventional medical solution, sugar in moderation, increased whole, whole grain consumption, lots of low fat foods, 
disastrous dietary advice, followed by drugs that come to our rescue, handily explaining why the diabetes drug industry is growing at unprecedented rates along with booming executive salaries. So I will get off my soapbox for a second. Um, so the whole idea of lowering fat to control your cholesterol is all a ploy. That's not real. Um, think about, they can't market steak, kale, vegetables to you because it already is exists. It comes from the ground, right? It's not something they have to create and make a ton of money on. So um, grains and sugar, think of, um, think of pasta, bread. Um, obviously you've got your desserts, right? Cake, candy, cookies, that kind of stuff. Um, corn, um, what else? Uh, potato, no, potatoes are fine. Potatoes are totally fine. Um, anything that is sprouted or labeled as um, processed or whatever is considered um, something that's going to spike your blood sugar, which increases your insulin. So insulin's role is to decrease your blood sugar levels, right? If your blood sugar levels are always super high, you're not going to be able to produce enough insulin over time to lower that blood sugar. So then insulin is going to struggle and your blood sugar is going to get out of control, out of control, inflammation, body fat, um, inability to um, recover after workouts. How we reverse that is by eating more high quality proteins. And this does not mean that it has to be lean protein. We're talking fatty, um, fatty cuts of meat but from a grass-fed um, organic, if your budget allows, um, because all toxins and um, antibiotics and that kind of stuff, that's stored in the fat. Um, so the more fat that an animal has, the more fat that you have, the more at risk you are of storing toxins from your environment and other um, life-threatening things. So um, the more you can get animal meat that is treated well, is fed well, and they're fed non-GMO corn and soy feed. Um, we're looking for animals that are treated well and they shouldn't need antibiotics. Um, so increasing your intake of protein and healthy fats and severely decreasing your intake of processed carbohydrates, grains, sugars, things that are hidden. If you have to read a label and it has more than like three to five ingredients, it is more than likely going to have things that you should not be putting in your body. Um, the label, if it says healthy, heart healthy, low fat, low sugar, they are usually replacing it with something else. So if they have to market it to you, it's probably not good for you. It's not good for you. <laughs> not probably, it's just not good for you. So the reason why you have cravings is, let's give an example of a typical day that somebody is eating food. Um, the average American will have, um, think they're being very healthy. And in the morning they're having oatmeal with banana, um, yogurt, and a glass of orange juice. That might sound really healthy, right? 
if we understand the difference between protein, fats, and carbs, um, oatmeal is a carb, yogurt is a carb, usually with hidden sugars and very low in protein. Um, banana is natural occurring sugars. However, it is um, triggering of high blood sugar. So it has more sugar and less fiber. Um, and what else I see? Orange juice, a, a glass of orange juice. Take an orange, squeeze it all out. All of the juice that comes from your orange does not contain the fiber that you would get from just eating a regular orange. So you're getting nothing but the juice and the sugar, which is going to skyrocket your blood sugar. So that entire meal is mostly carbs and sugar, not enough protein, not enough healthy fat. So your carbs and blood sugar are going to rise. What typically prevents that rise in blood sugar? Protein and healthy fats. Fiber drastically lowers your blood sugar. So we, when we talk about having a balanced meal, that's what I mean. You want to always be thinking, okay, if I'm going to have a carbohydrate with my meal, I need to balance it with protein, healthy fats, and fiber. That is what I'm getting at this entire week with our examples of meals. Um, so starting your day with success means keeping your blood sugar low, okay? We do that with protein, fats, fiber, and then some carbohydrates, okay? Um, you need carbs for a healthy hormone creation, but this does not mean something that you bought from the store that has a carb label on it. By carbs, I mean beans, uh, I mean potatoes, um, I mean uh, lentils, things that like are one word, <laughs> one word, one ingredient, um, bread, is one word, but the process of making bread contains wheat, usually some kind of filler. It's usually genetically modified, usually sprayed with pesticides. Um, these are all things that are extremely toxic to your body. And also like think about grains, um, rice, that's also um, genetically modified, but contains um, a film around the rice uh, wheat contains a film around the, the seed of the grass that is meant to prevent it from being eaten from um, insects and bugs and things like that. So what happens is um, humans have found a way to genetically modify, and that means that they have modified the makeup of um, a grain or a seed to make it so that it cannot be eaten by an animal or an insect or something like that. It is stealthy. That stealthiness is extremely dangerous to humans. It increases the to toxicity levels of that, um, that green or that seed so that it can't be eaten, okay? So insects and, and animals aren't the only ones that are getting poisoned when they eat it. Humans at an astronomical level, because not only that, the animals are eating it and then we're eating the animals and then we're also eating the, the grain. So um, that's something that we want to stay away from. So if you can stay away from grains, if you can stay away from wheat, 
and eat more natural um, components of carbohydrates, then you are at less risk of high blood sugar spiking. When you have high blood sugar, you crave more of what caused that spike. <laughs> uh, so cravings result from high blood sugar and severe cravings happen from low blood sugar. So you've heard of um, peaks and crashes. That's what happens when you have too much high blood sugar. Now your insulin has to work extra hard to lower down that high blood sugar to the point where if you don't have another meal to balance out your blood sugar, it will crash. So for those of you that are, for example, skipping breakfast um, and you haven't had a chance to level out your blood sugar, when you wake up in the morning, if you feel like you're a starving human being and that you're gonna die, it's because your blood sugar is extremely low. What happens though, when your blood sugar is low, you still have an insulin response. You can get diabetes from overeating. You can get diabetes from undereating. So if you are starving yourself, you can still get insulin resistance and diabetes. So the best way to balance your blood sugar is to eat every three to four hours, balanced meals, and they don't have to be huge, right? You don't have to have two meals a day. You don't have to have three meals a day. You don't have to have five or six meals a day. We're just looking for whatever is you can do consistently that is going to keep you full, right? That does not mean snacking throughout the day and thinking that you're making healthy choices. Uh, but if you are going to snack, what are we going to be thinking about? We're thinking protein, healthy fats, fiber, and some carbs. And when I say carbs, it is exactly what I said before, which we're talking maybe some potatoes, maybe some lentils, maybe some beans. Um, these are all totally okay carbohydrates to be eating. Berries are a really great source of carbs. They're also very high in fiber and low in sugar. Um, so like I will snack on cashews, um, maybe a little bit of dark chocolate, just like a few pieces if I'm craving something sweet. Um, and dark chocolate, like the higher percentage, um, the less it'll spike your insulin. And then maybe some raspberries, blueberries, strawberries, things like that, like for your sweet tooth. Um, those are all not man-made and naturally occurring. Um, Cody and I are gonna be visiting Costa Rica in June. And I hope to go see uh, how chocolate is made at a, um, I think it's a cocoa plant or something like that. So that'll be interesting. Um, so the concept of high and low blood sugar is what is driving your cravings. So if you are not eating consistently, if you're not eating enough whole foods, your blood sugar is going to be a roller coaster. Okay. How does that affect other organs of the body? You ask first, your thyroid is going to hate you. <laughs> if you have hypothyroidism or hyperthyroidism, it has everything to do with issues with your blood sugar. You're not eating enough, you're not eating often enough, and it's not high quality food. So a lot of people that are afraid to eat fat, it is because you've been told that fat is bad for you. This is also coming from the same group of people who told you that 
whole grains are heart healthy and good for you. That is the biggest lie that you've ever been told. Because it's genetically modified, it's easy to grow, it's very cheap, and it's easy to sell. <laughs> okay, um, so let's talk more about protein and healthy fats. Protein, um, the best source of protein is going to be meat. Okay, um, meat over more soy, meat over um, the fake meats that they're producing in manufacturing plants full of toxic ingredients, right? Meat from animals who are from regenerative farms where they regenerate the health of the soil. They're eating grasses that have not been sprayed with pesticides. Um, and if obviously if your budget does not allow, it's better to eat meat um, of a higher lean content, so less fatty, simply because of the toxins and the fat from animals that are not treated well. So we're looking at like 90% lean, 10% fat and lower budget meats. And then in higher budget meats, you can have your fat and eat it too, okay? The healthy fats will help keep your blood sugar level. It will also produce um, a healthy transport system for vitamins and minerals to be absorbed. So you have to have fat in your diet to absorb healthy vitamins and minerals. If you cut out fat and only eat whole grains, you are completely depleting your body of vitamins and minerals. So um, vitamin D is fat soluble. You have to be eating healthy fats and protein in order to absorb vitamin D. Maybe not just from the sun, but vitamin D also comes from grass-fed milk. Um, we're looking at like A2 milk from cows that have not been pumped full of crap, you know? Um, and we are on like an extreme depression frenzy that's going on in our country right now. And that is because more and more people are staying away from um, fat and meat and they're being sold this this concept that being vegetarian or cutting out um, fat and, and organ meats, things that we used to consume all the time are unhealthy for you. That's what we're being told, but it's the complete opposite. So an increase in cholesterol happens from a diet that is too high in whole grains and not enough fat. So your cholesterol levels are not high because you're eating too much healthy fat or you're eating too many egg yolks. That is not true. <laughs> uh, if, if you are curious about where I'm getting all of this information from, the science is in the studies. Um, it's in this book if you want to read about it. Um, I have many other books that give examples and research articles that I can send you if you are curious in the science behind this. Um, Keep in mind as well, like whatever um, research you're doing on your own, usually you can find the studies and who um, they got their grants from. A lot of times studies are done to prove a point by interests that are not in the best of yours. <laughs> um, so it's to sell you something so that you can be on $8,000 worth of diabetes medication when you're a certain age. 
So you have the power to heal yourself. You have the power to prevent cravings. And that is simply by being educated, which is my goal for you guys today. So um, cravings, maybe you're craving sugar, maybe you're craving salt. It's one or the other, but the majority of cravings, like I said, come from an imbalance of blood sugar and this all day effect of insulin trying to help lower or increase your blood sugar to a stable level. We do that, again, I'm gonna continue repeating this, balanced meals, protein, fat, fiber, some carbs, just a little bit of carbs to sustain your energy levels throughout the day. Um, now, you might be asking, well, why do I crave sugar sometimes? And why do I crave salt sometimes? Um, if you are craving salt, it is usually because you're dehydrated. Um, so you have to eat salt to help retain water inside of your cells. So um, salt is not a bad thing, okay? We're talking about Himalayan sea salt, Celtic salt, real salt from like Redmond's, I think is the brand. Um, these three salts are high in minerals. So like there's typically 89, I believe out of like hundred minerals that you can get from salt. Anytime you're getting like table salt, which is typically fortified with um, iodine, which you need, but you can get it from other methods. Um, the table salt is simply sodium and chloride. That's two out of a hundred. The other salts that I just mentioned contain way more minerals that you need to absorb um, in order to stay hydrated. So that's why you hear the word electrolytes. Electrolytes is simply salt, potassium, magnesium, um, sodium, all of those things that you need in order to have a functioning system. Um, so if you're craving salt, it's because you're dehydrated. Um, if you're craving sugar, it is simply because your blood sugar is too high or too low and you haven't had enough healthy protein and fat. So I would be wary of diets that are extremely low in calorie. Um, the whole calories in, calories out thing is real, but that's usually an issue when you don't understand the concept of protein, fats, carbs, and fiber, okay? You can have a thousand calories of carbs and still be under your calories for the day. But what you just did was skyrocketed your blood sugar and skyrocketed your insulin. And now you have a high risk of insulin sensitivity um, and, and diabetes. So when we talk about hitting your macros or getting enough calories and that kind of stuff, what I mean is getting a good um, balance of each one every three to four hours so that we are stabilizing your blood sugar. Blood sugar is everything. If you feel like you're about to faint or like you're, you're hangry or you're really like in a bad mood, it's because you need to eat. <laughs> so if your goal is to be a bodybuilder and to get up on stage with like, if you're a male 2% body fat or if you're a female 10% body fat, then you have to starve yourself right? But you still risk getting diabetes, even if you're too skinny. So if your goal is overall health and living a long life and enjoying 
your hobbies and your friends and, and doing things that you enjoy and not getting like breaking your bones and not being weak, um, then you need to eat and you need to eat throughout the day and you need to plan and you need to have good options. Um, and if you can't do those things, then we need to look at some accountability. <laughs> um, but I, I hope that this was helpful. Um, I know that I tend to get on a soapbox, but I'm very passionate about this kind of stuff. And I have a lot of knowledge that I need to get out into the world and share with you guys. So um, if the concept of blood sugar and insulin is a little bit more understandable than I have reached my goal for today. If you have any more questions about cravings or about um, blood sugar and insulin sensitivity and all of that kind of stuff, then please reach out to me, comment below, um, send me a DM. Um, you can email me at cfmountainisland at gmail.com. That is the gym email. Um, and I would be happy to also just have a conversation with you. Um, and then again, this book that I'm referring to, Undoctored by Dr. William Davis, MD. Um, you can find that on Amazon. I think it's like $16 or maybe even less than that. Um, very, very good read. I am halfway through it and highlighting like every page and sticky notes and all kinds of stuff. So um, there are lots of other resources out there that I'd be happy to share. So uh, this week, start the day off with success. Now that you have an idea of balancing your meals, share your ideas with me post your ideas in the comment. What did you learn? What did you take away? What are you going to change after that conversation? Thanks guys. Have a good day.